today on Divorce Court. I'm here today because I want my husband to finally understand that our marriage is over and I want a divorce. I love Consuela and I feel we can work this thing out. So I want the judge to give us some type of advice that we can do to save our marriage. I'm tired of Lauren always making promise after promise after promise, telling me what I want to hear and then letting me down. I'm tired of it and I'm done. Divorce Court is now in session. Good day, ladies and gentlemen. I'm here with Consuela Davis and Lauren Davis. The two of you have been married for 14 years, but you do not want to be married anymore. Mrs. Davis, why don't you tell me why we're here today in divorce court? Well, Judge, I feel like I never should have married Mr. Davis. So you regret having done it? Yes. In the first place. Tell me why. Well, early in our relationship, well, before I even got into a relationship with, with, with Mr. Davis, um, I had developed a relationship with God. And one of my promises was to not have premarital sex um, in any relationship. And so um, when I met Mr. Lauren, or Mr. Davis, I was immediately attracted to him, but I felt like God said, don't mess with that one. And so I didn't listen, or I listened for a little while. For a little while, and then... And then I had a lonely moment and got, found a way to get in touch with him. And um, I just told God, we'll just be friends. Yeah, bargaining with God never works out. <laughs> never, never works out. So eventually you, you two got together. Yes. Mr. Davis, were you aware that she, from the very jump, had reservations about you? I did not. Um, from the beginning, I thought we started off as good friends. And as time went on, I started to understand more about how she felt about her religion. Mm -hmm. I'm also religious. I come from a background with a pastor. My dad's a bishop and family been in church all my life. So I understand her stance when she says certain things, but that was in time, you know, so. Right, right. When so I, I met... told you while we were friends mm -hmm. that I didn't want to have sex right. before we got married. But did you have sex before you got married? Yes, with mm -hmm. Mr. Davis. With, with him? Yes. Do you feel like you compromised your values? Oh, definitely. Or do you feel like... Well, that was part of our the, the torture of our relationship, because Say, I the explain torture, that. Because I was I'm trying to please God, but I'm steady developing this relationship with Mr. Davis, and he, you know he's a man that you know like that idea sounds good, but he's like I have needs, mm. so <laughs> I went from having, you know, God on this pedestal to taking him off and putting Lauren there. And so instead of me pleasing God, I went to pleasing Lauren. A and you think thing. that's why you got into this relationship that was all wrong for you? Yes. Mr. Davis, did you respect her, her, the line that she drew and didn't make any attempts to cross it? I respected her so much. I waited a year before I had sex with Consuela. And I it made, and she made year. that, and she made that choice to have sex. Was, and I, I made her, that choice? You made that choice that night to have sex with me because uh, I asked yeah, after you... you... Hang on, hang on. So this is how it happened. I asked Consuela, I told her, I said, the day that we have sex, you will be my wife. And the thing about that is, I asked her mother, a week prior to her, me telling her that, I asked her mother for her hand in marriage. No, you didn't. Ms. Davis, hush. 
Mr. Davis, go ahead. So, so our mother said, okay. No. I already had the ring available. I already mm. had everything that I needed no. to do what I needed to with Consuela. No. So from your standpoint, you were committed at that time. I was already committed you, when I even told her that. I was already committed. Your Honor, and I he's in committed. denial. Okay, Ms. Davis, you're Smart. dying to tell me that that's not true. So tell me what you think happened. Let me hear this. He did not ask my mom for my hand in marriage before we had sex. No. And it was a little, I don't have my dates exact, but it was less so than a year. Dates. No, listen, it was less than a year, okay? You, did, you had not asked me to marry you. You just. Like, we were going through our dating thing through the months, mm -hmm. and different things were happening to where I was slowly giving in to the temptation of having sex with you. Mm -hmm. Ms. Davis. And then he showed me Bible scripture to say, this is okay. <laughs> yes. And that's the extent of, you know, him saying about marriage. It was just the scripture, he said, okay, man lays with a woman, that's his wife, and, she, you know, he is her husband because they laid together. And you believe that? By this... Yes. By this point, Your Honor, I was gone. Okay, my mind... Gotcha. gotcha. Everything was... I think it's a little weird how you... The details are so important to you and, and about the time thing, but, and, and I'm gonna talk, talk to you about that a little bit later, mm -hmm. but my understanding is that even during this courting period, you did cheat on her. Didn't you have sex with an ex? Yeah. I did. And we was engaged. No, we weren't. Before we was engaged, I had something with someone. Mm -hmm. I did not tell her this until almost a month before we got married. And I told her. No, I it said, wasn't. Hang on. Okay, you want it to be two months? We, it doesn't we, matter. We, we were not engaged at that point. We were you engaged. may have had a ring. But Mrs. I didn't know Davis, about it. you need to stop it. You need to stop. You you know what? You're over here. You're talking about a relationship with God and commitment, but you're nitpicking these little dates. Well, what, what was I was engaged, but I wasn't engaged, and da 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 da. -da, -da. Like that's really really important, and it's not. You know what I'm saying? If he told you when you were engaged or before you were engaged, what difference does it make? You, okay. He married you. He came yes. clean, and then he married you. He betrayed me, though. By having sex with this other woman. But you forgave him for that, right? I chose to do that. Yeah. Give him the benefit of the doubt. Yeah. And you know, everybody coming here talking about, oh, you know, Christians, that's what you are. Mm -hmm. God and all this stuff. But the whole best part of it is the forgiveness part. Well, yeah. You know? It is, it is. But it's not so, so cool. It's not so cool when you have to keep forgiving because they keep doing stuff. Well, we can talk about that. No. So you were saying, Mrs. Davis, and this is a very, very cogent and accurate point, that forgiving isn't so cool when you have to keep forgiving him over and over again. So was he cheating on you during the course of your marriage? Yes. When was the first cheat? Um, when we were separated the first time, when I was pregnant, and we were separated for maybe a year, and then I got... We got back together, mm -hmm. because I really wanted to work the relationship out. He did not when I was pregnant. It's and I true. even went and saw my my pastor mm -hmm. to talk to us about it, and he, he didn't, he didn't want to work it out. He was like, I just don't want to be married anymore, but I wanted to hang on because we, cause okay. I, we were going to have a child. Okay, Mr. Davis, you, you don't agree with that. What... Was your position at that time? When she was pregnant with our child, 
I went to her pastor so that we could get counseling. I told her pastor how I felt. Consuela from the That's jump. That's not she, true. She still, she still was holding on to the fact that she got married to me. God told her not to marry me, and I cheated with this girl. So she's still holding on to this so while we're married. You, you cheated while you were separated with somebody else in the church. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Not in our, not in our, not in, your, not in another church. Yeah, another church. Okay. So, so, Mr. De what was so wrong in the three months that caused the separation to begin with? All I know is in the, in the three months, I've been trying to love Consuela. That is a Consuela, lie. Stop it, Mrs. Davis. Consuela left me at the altar, okay? And she never came back. She never came in the marriage and was in the marriage. That is not true. Stop it, Mrs. Davis. Have a seat. No, have a seat. Let have a seat. What was happening in the first three months of the marriage so, that made it so bad that you had to separate? My perspective, Consuela never knows. She doesn't want to hear anything bad. And so I start to notice that it went wrong. And one day, uh, we was at a store, and, I, and this guy came up to me, and I knew. He said, man, how's marriage? And I said, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know how it is. Because she had been distant from me from the day of our marriage to that point. So when we got home, and Guess what? I didn't come to bed. And so I was like, what's going on? I felt she was dissing. I said, what's going on? She said, I, want, I don't want to be close to you. I don't want to touch you. And I told her that night, Consuela, if you do this, it's going to make us be more distant, you know, by you sleeping so in the bed. So what you're saying is she wanted to sleep separately and didn't want to have sex with you she didn't want after sleep. marriage. Right, right. Okay. So she wouldn't come to bed when we got mad. She didn't want to come to bed. Mm -hmm. And I say come to bed so that we don't be a separate. We should stay in bed. If we have issues, let's deal with those issues and let's move forward. Okay. Ms. Davis, if, you, if I let you stand back up, you think you act like you got some sense? Yes, ma'am. Let's, let's give it a try. <laughs> but that's what now, I what's your take on what he just told me? Well, I feel differently. <laughs> when we first got married, um, he expected a lot from me. I worked 40 hours. He has his own business, so he can do, like, whatever hours he wants. And so, but he expected me to work, you know, work for my 40 hours. He wanted me to cook every night and just basically do all the household duties. And I didn't feel like that was fair because I work all day. Like, maybe he could, mm -hmm. maybe we could split it up. Right. But he would get angry about me suggesting that. Okay. Um, I'm gonna move on to something else. If you would like your case to be heard on Divorce Court, call us toll-free at 1-877-311-2222 or log on to our website at divorcecourt.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Divorce Court. Ms. Davis, you say Mr. Davis ruined you financially. Oh. Why don't you explain that to me? Throughout our marriage, he has been financially... He's irresponsible with his own money. You know, I would always suggest, let me take over the finances of the household. He's completely irresponsible. He doesn't save any money. And he caused me to file bankruptcy. How did he do that? What, what, what happened? Did he buy a whole lot of stuff? Did he have a business that went under? What happened? Well, he has a, he has a um, business of his own. And so, to one of the things I did was to help him out was to get him a card for, like, a um, home improvement store. Mm -hmm. And he promised me that he would pay the card off. I was. He was paying minimum payments. That card, that balance wasn't going anywhere. And then he um, got into tax trouble. Mm -hmm. And then the final straw was when he talked me into getting a um, home uh, to, to 
to uh, fix up and sell, like a flip. Because I had good credit, I went ahead and got the loan, the, uh, um, the home loan. Mm -hmm. So um, he promised me that he would fix this house up. He even got a $12,000 advance from the sale, from the, you know, us buying right. the home. Promised he would fix it, fix it up and sell it. He never did. The house went into foreclosure. But judge, this okay. is, all that was on my credit. All that was on your credit. Mr. Davis, your response. For the, the house and stuff, flipping, I did get the 12000 But all that money, some of that money went to her, and some of that money went to that house. We rented the house out. I paid $700 a month while the renter was in there to stay in there. Then we moved into that house. So we lost the house because the economy went bad and everything. I lost my job, and I couldn't pay the rent. It's when not, did you lose the house? What year? In 08 or 09. You and a whole lot of people lost their house exactly. in 08. Yeah, that 08 but, but, was a killer. Yeah. That, you can't put that on him. And I've asked, I apologize for those things to her, you know, but she won't, but he keeps she won't forgive me. And going back to forgiveness as a Christian, the Bible tells us to forgive 40, 70 times 7. That's a lot of forgiveness. I'm not asking to be forgiven that much. But that's what we do as Christians, is to forgive. God is faithful and just to forgive us of all unrighteousness. So who is she to keep judging me? Who is she to keep not forgiving me for my things? She does things also, but I don't, I don't bring it but up to I her. I don't tell her about her faults. I'm tired of getting kicked down. Who's How is he kicking you? Just, that's okay, part so, I don't get. Judge, I, just, I decided to file bankruptcy because there was a garnishment getting ready to go on my um, income. And so I was like, no, that's it. My credit's already ruined because of the foreclosure, so I'm just going to file for bankruptcy. So I do that, and then I start rebuilding my credit. Meanwhile, he's not doing anything with his credit. He's letting it just be a mess. Not true. So I start rebuilding my credit, doing everything right, getting those scores up. He lets a silly little dental bill go into collections, and, it, and they came after me. So that went on my credit. He still didn't pay it. It tripled, and then they garnished my check for that. So the end of this marriage is, you know, the, the final straw was just his financial irresponsibility or what you consider his financial well, irresponsibility. Well, I just don't trust him. Just... I don't trust him. I don't trust him with my life. I, how, can you how can you love someone, give all, you're 100% and you don't trust them? You're not giving 100% in this marriage. Yeah, I've cheated okay. on me more than once. You've cheated on me once also. I, okay. This was when we were separated the last time. Doesn't matter yes, where we're yeah. separated. My separation. Right, before the, the last time, before the last time. Got, I'm not I, making an excuse. Oh, I, I get it. I get. I think I understand I'm exactly what's happening excuse. here. We, I, I know what's going on. I don't want anybody to say anything because this is all me. Okay, Mrs. Davis. I don't think you were ever fully invested in the marriage. Marriage has a lot of bumps and lumps and trenches and falls and precipices everywhere. And you gotta go through them and you can't hold on to them. You're what I call an error hoarder. Any wrong that he commits remains there. It's engraved in stone and it never goes anywhere. And he collects errors and errors and errors. And after a while, all he is is one huge mistake because none of the good stuff that he does ever takes place from those errors. It's like a bucket. You got a bucket. Errors pour in, forgiveness and love and, and other things that do make the water go out, but you don't have any drain. 
All you have is a collection of errors. And I think you got it into your head that you were misled in the beginning and you and that the marriage was doomed and you laid on that and then you had all the things that he was imperfect at as another signal that yes, indeed, God didn't want me to marry him and you kept it up and you never gave the marriage a chance. I did, Your Honor. You never gave the marriage a chance. This last time. Miss, Mrs. Davis, I know you don't believe me. No. Did I not say this is all me? You got a tick going on up there. And ain't nothing wrong with having a tick. I got a few of my own, but I got a handle on. You need to go see somebody and get a handle on your tech. Cause you get a thought, an idea, and you go around and you collect things out of the air that support that idea, and then you don't see anything else around it. That's why you can't stay married. That's why you can't get off of anything. That's why you're so distraught all of the time. And I think you would be a much happier person mm -hmm. if you went in somewhere and get somebody to work out that tech. That's all I'm saying. I understand what you're saying. You, you came here and asked for nothing. You told about financial uh, ruin and asked me for nothing, which I thought was bizarre, but I just wanted to, to note that you didn't ask for anything, mm -hmm. so I didn't have an opportunity to award you anything if he had truly caused you financial ruin. So, Mr. Davis, I understood what happened to you. God bless you. God bless you, too, but get that tick taken care of. <laughs> this matter is adjourned. The judge suggested that I seek help. I don't completely agree with that, but I don't disagree. I think she didn't hear everything that needed to be heard about Mr. Davis. Mom says she wants a divorce, and I totally understand what she's saying, and I get what she means, but this marriage is, sal is salvageable. I feel like I'd be just fine without him because I've been doing most of the work anyway.